Church family. Uh, today we're going to continue our study in the book of Acts. We are currently in Acts chapter 26. Um, to bring us up to speed, uh, this is, if you've been listening or not, um, the Paul is before is basically going through a series of different trials here. Uh, when he left Ephesus, uh, he knew that he was going to, um, he got a vision from the Lord uh stating that he is going to suffer for the faith um and he is uh, uh i mean the people that in Ephesus were afraid of him afraid of what was going to happen to him uh, but he went anyway knowing that this is exactly what god has intended uh, god wanted the gospel to be uh, uh to spread and uh in acts 21 um uh he that's where he leaves and as he goes he gets um I mean, he he gets caught by the Jews, and then the Jews want to kill him, uh, and he gets go he goes from one council and one trial to the next. He gets beaten, and even in, uh, in Acts twenty three, he know he knows that this is not over, because uh, God has in His pl- sovereign plan uh, that um, Paul will go to Rome, and uh, there was this constant threats on the life of Paul, and you know in the page of scripture, there's maybe only four or five pages, but and the actual events, a series of events. This was this this went over a series of years, and um, and all in all, Paul was protected by the Lord because Paul needed to go to Rome, and, and whether it's to uh, minister to other believers or start a church plant um, or to evangelize to whoever, uh, the gospel is going to be made known. And we see God's providential hand through each and every single event here. And 25, Paul was for Festus, and this is, you know, he's been in jail for two years, and Festus was this guy that, uh, t- uh, there's a new king in town, or one of the new, I guess you can say king and ruler in town, and uh, he uh, was supposed to, um, you know, he wanted to do a favor for the Jews, and the Jews said, hey, get this Paul guy, let him, let us, uh, you know, put him to death, uh, or hand us over to, uh, to to Jerusalem, and then we'll take care of him. Um, but uh, Paul uh, appeals to his uh, Roman citizenship, and he gets a tr- uh, he gets basically a a audience with uh, Caesar. Then King Agrippa and uh, Bernice co- goes comes and arrives in their prideful way. It says in um, chapter twenty three, verse uh, to twenty five, verse twenty three. It said that they came with great pomp. This is just a, almost like an extravagant show. They come in with an entourage of people, and they want to hear this Paul uh, make a defense. And today we're going to actually go through that defense. Paul's going to speak through it. And I think the lesson that I want us to to get gathered from this is in the context of evangelism, that the Bible tells us to go and make disciples of all nations. Um, it doesn't specify that we need somehow a lot of training before we go. It's just a command from the Lord to go and share the gospel. And whatever opportunity the Lord's given us, we can be tactful in even things like using our our, our citizenship to our advantage for the gospel purposes, um, so that the gospel could be advanced. Uh, advanced. And um, Paul does that here. He finally gets an audience with Agrippa, and as we said last time, Agrippa was a sin, very wicked king. He's actually married to. He has this incestual relationship with Bernice, and uh, you know, Paul here is in before them, and he's going to make a defense before him. So we're going to go from chapter 26, verse 1 to 18. Chapter 26, verse 1. Agrippa said to Paul, You are permitted to speak for yourself. Then Paul switched, uh, stretched out his hand and proceeded to make his defense. Um, this is, 
uh, he this is when he um you know, he's just you now he's ready to go and uh, make his defense here it says that in regard to all the things of which i am i am accused by jews i consider myself fortunate king agrippa that i am about to make my defense before you today especially because you are an expert in all custom and questions among the jews therefore i beg you to listen to me patiently now it's fascinating that whereas festus had no idea what the jewish customs were agrippa is on uh, knows a lot more um and it seems like king agrippa has some sort of objectivity to law Whereas Festus wanted to please the Jews and couldn't even think clearly about how to rule or, or, or judge the situation, uh, King Agrippa was not like that. He, even though he was evil in his moral sense, in terms of functionally, he's still able to uh, understand that uh, the, the you know, Paul needs to be tried according to Roman law. Paul's goal is to win everyone that uh, uh, that he listens to to Christ, and he uh, begs uh, Agrippa to listen to him patiently. Verse four: Then all Jews know my manner of life from my youth, which from the beginning was spent among my own nation and at Jerusalem. Since they have known about me for a long time, they are willing to testify that I lived and lived as a Pharisee according to the strictest sect of our religion. Now I'm standing trial for the hope of the promise made by God to our fathers. I love this portion about um, uh, what what Paul is doing. He's he's telling them, look, these Jews actually know who I am. It's fascinating that the Jews they don't mention that. Um, none of the Jews, they just say they want to kill him. And I think part of the reason why that is is because in the Jewish time, when you leave Judaism, um, they cut you off. They, they, they basically say that you're dead. Um, and I think that's why they treated him so badly, because they know who he is. They, they saw him as the rising star, um, the one that's going to basically uh, you know, take Judaism to the next level. Because um, uh, you know, he was from youth. He was... Uh, he was trained as, as in the strictest sect. Uh, he was the most extreme form of, of Judaism. Um, the other Jews know who he is, um, which is why I think when Paul is telling uh, people in, I think it's first current, the Roman, I think it's Romans, uh, Romans uh, nine to eleven, when he's talking about how he wants to trade places, if he was able, that he would be able to die. Uh, he loses salvation so his brethren could be saved. I think it's because he remembers those good times. I mean, you know, we, we look at the Pharisees of these evil, wicked people, and they are. But even those wicked people, they had good times with each other. You know, I'm sure they had, they celebrated, they had a lot of laughs, a lot of loving memories, and they felt a camaraderie, like their family, you know, they're, they're all together. They had something that, was, that unites them together, and they were a brotherhood in Judaism. But when the Lord saved him, he was willing to give all of those things um, up so that he can follow Jesus Christ. And and what a testimony. And I think for some of us, we understand that, you know, we uh, might not have grown up in a Christian home and the Lord have, might have saved us in the midst of that. And yet we have this care and love for our family and friends, especially since we they have treated us so well in the past in an earthly sense, but we want something better than just earthly goods. We want them to... Um, to know Jesus Christ, and that 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 feeling of aching pain, I think that's in Paul's mind when he's talking, when he's dealing with the Jews. He doesn't. He's not always so aggressive as we might think. Um, he, do, he he's aggressive for truth, but he's passionate for his own people. He knows that the Jews are listening. He knows that the Romans are listening, and he and he said that he was of them. He used to be one of them. 
But then at some point, he realizes that the things that he was trying to destroy, those promises that was for the forefathers, you know, patriarchs and all the other Jews in the past, came true in Jesus Christ. And this is why, uh, in verse 7, the promise which to our 12 tribes hope to obtain as they earnestly serve God night and day. And for this hope, O King, I am being accused by the Jews. So, you know, again, Agrippa understands the theological connections. And Paul is trying to help him see that, that the Jews, the, the, the Jewish people was looking for this promise, the Savior, and it's finally coming true. And he's being tried for believing in that promise. The Pharisees and even the other groups, they deny this promise that um, that is in Jesus Christ. Verse they wisely consider incredible among you people if God does raise the dead. Again, the Pharisees does believe this. Um, and, and the Pharisees are accusing Paul for teaching Jesus Christ. But the Pharisees themselves actually believe that a person can be resurrected. Um, and, and he's being tried for the thing that they actually hold and believe. The reason why they don't is that they are one self-righteous and the religious that they hold is not it's just polluted it's all workspace it has nothing to do with the, what the scripture has to say and that's the reality of all false religions it's it's binding it's works-based and um even the thing that they want that what they truly want what every false religion wants is that they want an answer for why what happens after you die um and yet you know, he's saying, I'm being tried for the thing that to answer that question. <clears throat> and we know that uh, for us, everyone wants to know what happens after we die. And yet they hate us for telling them what happens after they, after, after we die. It's this weird kind of paradox in the mind of non-Christians. And then the reason is because if they acknowledge that what we're saying is true, that means that they acknowledge the fact that they're sinners and that they have to believe in the one true way. And that's to give up their life to follow Jesus. Verse 9, so then I thought to myself that I had to do many things hostile to the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Nazareth, And this is just what I did in Jerusalem. Not only did I lock up many of the saints in prison, having received authority from chief priests, but also when they were being put to death, I cast my vote against them. As And as I punished them often in all the synagogues, I tried to force them to blaspheme. And being furiously enraged at them, I kept pursuing them, even to foreign cities. So you know, Paul here, he he hated the Christians. He's trying to show the people what he was. He grew up in the most religious sect. He killed Christians when he got older, and um, that's what he was good at. Now, it's interesting. He says, "I kept pursuing them to even to foreign cities." He was so zealous at killing Christians that he chased after them. He like hunted them down like a bounty hunter, and he went to places that other Jews, other Jews won't even go to places that you know, like pagan territory. He was willing to follow the Christians all the way there uh, just so they could take them out. Verse 12, uh, while so engaged as I was journeying to Damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priest, at midday, O king, I saw on the way a light from heaven brighter than the sun shining all around me and those who were journeying with me. And when we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice saying to me in the Hebrew dialect, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Is it, it is hard for you to kick against the goads. So he's you know retelling his testimony. What's dis interesting about here that's different from the first account in in, in, in uh, the beginning of the middle of Acts is that this is the line that Jesus says like is it hard for you to kick against the goads? Uh, I think sometimes uh, liberal theologians will look at these passages say well see is a contradiction did he not say this or did he did he say this? I mean, the answer is simple to resolve it. It's, it's both. You know, sometimes when we tell 
stories we uh twice especially some, it's it's very rarely it's going to be exactly the same uh, sometimes there are some details that we miss that it, as, as in a big picture sense doesn't make that much difference but sometimes we add different details because uh, we certain things come to mind i think that's what's going on here paul just remember this detail and i think the reason why i put this is he's basically saying like you can't win against god it is hard for you to kink against the goats like he can't he can't win uh, the Jews can't believe that Jesus came back to life, and that he was, and and, and he's based in Jesus here, uh, and an extra revelation here, or um, expanding on the on the testimony. Paul says, like, yeah, you you're not going to win. Why are you going against me? You can't win. And verse uh, fifteen, I said, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up and stand on your feet, for this purpose I have appeared to you to appoint you a minister and a witness, not only to the things which you have seen also to the things in which i will appear to you this is that instance where like jesus is going to do some extra discipleship and training so that he can be prepared uh to do ministry for the gospel for essentially rescue from the jewish people and from the gentiles to whom i am sending you so paul here is protected um by everyone he's hated by everyone and jesus is assuring him that he will be protected and uh and verse 18, uh, the message here is that to, or his, even his task, uh, Paul's task by Jesus is to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light um, and from dominion of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sin and inheritance among those who have been sanctified by faith in me. Um, and he, he begins here by saying to open their eyes and, and imply uh, non-Christians that they are blind. And we know that. All of them are not believing loved ones and friends. They are blinded by their sin. And we hope that they get saved, which is why I later said that they may turn from darkness to light, that there is a, some sort of conversion, there's repentance here, and from the domain of Satan to God. And he is, this is a really big topic of, the, of, 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 the, of kingdom theology, where we believe that uh, the whole purpose of the Bible is that God is going to build a nation for his people, and the scripture tells us that once a person becomes saved, they go from that dominion of uh, of darkness, you know, the things of the world, to this eternal kingdom that's in heaven. Uh, he's he, he's calling people to that kingdom. He wants people uh, to turn from that, and that's what Paul's mission is. He's going to do just that, and this is what you know, Colossians says that, and um, he's going from. Uh, dominions of darkness, a dominion of light, and and also also that they would receive forgiveness. You know, this is salvation inheritance among those who have been sanctified by faith in me. So, Paul here is just explaining to Agrippa his whole life, and he's using his testimony from the details that we haven't seen before to point to the fact that there is something radically different from him as soon as he encountered a real God. And I think some of us, when we live our life, there are going to be people who have seen that life. They're going to know us, especially if they've seen us grow up. And there has to be something so radical about your life in a good way, in a way that's just so, that surpasses even the righteousness of the Pharisees. Um, that you have a genuine love and heart for them, that you're, you're gracious, you're kind, and that they, they see you not because, oh, you've finally grown up, but the, no, I, I'm not, I've, it's not that I grew up, it's that I was changed, I have a new birth, I live differently. Um, I think some of you have that testimony. You guys have been through a tremendous amount of uh, sin and growing up, and the Lord is gracious to redeem you from that, and you should leverage that, not for your own purposes, but to show that only God can change me. And, and make me into the man that, or the woman that I am today. I think as we see this, 
uh, as we we want to stop here, but I think the lesson that we have to uh, do is when we share that that's what these people uh, a lot oftentimes sharing that how the Lord has saved you is an easy way to get people to uh, to make connections about uh, what Christ means to you and what what they need to do in their own life as a result of that. I hope that this is helpful for you. Take care and have a great day. Thank you.